Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Uh, a $300 million leading to Ghana losing revenue. But speaking to Joy Business, Prince William Ankara said either way, either way, government must prosecute persons found culpable. If there is action, and I think that the Chagallos are very clear, what is it with less with those involved? And I think that for me, I'm happy about this signal because of the big nations have the rain for mining with the weather has affected that if we open our eyes, see us and have acre eyes, trust me, mining receipts will be a turnaround for our earlier. Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Let's see how our DNA nation and those who are voted to rule will really do the issue. 
and the general secretary of the Ghana Mine Workers Union, Prince William Ankara. Meanwhile, government and the directors of the Ghana Manganese Company are meeting today to find a solution to this problem. We're keeping an eye closely for updates in our subsequent bulletins. But away from that, despite moves to get the National Insurance Commission, NIC, to review the proposed 50 million city capital requirements, some players in the life insurance space have expressed their readiness to meet the new minimum capital requirement for the insurance industry. Metropolitan Life Insurance is the latest insurance company which says its current capital exceeds the stated amount of 50 million cities. MD of the company, Teria Ben Ahmed, spoke to Joy Business at the launch of his outfit's revised funnel expense finance solution called the Family Eternity Plus. It's important to come out with a product and come out with the fantastic benefit that we put together. But the test of our capability to be able to offer the benefit is also in our technical expertise. It's also in our risk um, governance and control environment. It's also in our IT systems. But most importantly, also in our financial capability. And I did indicate that our capital adequacy ratio is, is sitting at over 600%. Uh, the minimum capital uh, has been increased by the regulator in the month of June. Where we sit... Complying with the 50 million is not a challenge to us at all. We, we, are, we are solvent with, with capital adequacy ratio of over 16, 600%. And it's not a problem to us as an institution. But of course, the industry perspective could be different. Manuel, Deputy Commissioner of Insurance, Michael Kofi Andor, reiterated his outfit's commitment to building immunities in the market for pensioners. Well, you're still listening to the Joy Business Report. I want with me, Charles Ayrton. Now, are you a student considering a career decision in banking? Or maybe you just don't care anymore, especially with the numerous layoffs in the wake of the banking sector crisis? Well, in today's business journal, we have been assessing the impact of the banking sector cleanup on the career choice of students at the University of Ghana Business School. Take a listen. Ghana's banking industry has witnessed several challenges leading to the recent banking sector cleanup by the central bank. But unfortunately, the cleanup has left the industry scarred by massive layoffs and total shutdowns of some troubling banks. With thousands of jobs lost, questions remain if students at the University of Ghana Business School and elsewhere will still explore career options in the banking sector. It doesn't worry me. I rather believe in a strengthened banking industry. The challenges are going to be just temporary because we are now the banks are now trying to find their feet, the new banks, the newly made banks, too. they are trying to find their feet. So, of course, it's going to come with some level of layoff and the rest. But then, two to three years down the line, we are looking at the bank now being well equipped to take up more transactions, more loan transactions transactions and there so when that comes other exciting opportunities before i can do banking i have to fortify myself i believe as intellectuals that's what we are looking at we are looking at bettering ourselves to make our country better because it's not just about uh, maybe pursuing a career in banking it's as i was being in banking and making sure that your country can also do better through that i was wondering why my friends were still going for banking and finance because that was the time that the banks were facing the crisis yes but i got to realize that um, you actually look at what is wrong in the market and then you go there to fix it you prepare yourself to go and fix it what I tell the students is that they shouldn't panic. Lord Mensah is an economist and senior lecturer at the finance department of the business school at the University of Ghana. He believes the banking sector cleanup gives way for more innovation. He says prospective workers must rather diversify their skills to remain relevant. At the end of the day, whilst you are in the banking sector, for instance, you can look at other things in addition. 
I know people are in, in banking and they still do farms and all those. So if they are hard hit by the banking sector job, definitely they find themselves doing something else. So, I mean, it's part of the living. You need to diversify. Based on the interactions that I had with students of the University of Ghana Business School, it's quite clear that innovation, that of being daring and persevering, could be the secret in surviving in Ghana's banking sector. For Joy Business, I'm Charles Iting reporting. Well, and that's all we have for you on the Joy Business Report. My name is Charles Ayate. Coming up next is the locker room with George Ado Jr. to stay. Joy 99.7 FM. Charlie, where are you? Postman, I'm at the bank. Really? But your car is in front of your house. Bro, my bank on my phone, Charlie. Oh, how? EcoBank, bro. With EcoBank Mobile app, I can do everything, anywhere, anytime. Listen, I just checked my account balance, paid Amazon school fees, and sent money to my grandma at Wale Wale. Oh, wow. Wow. Master, just download the EcoBank Mobile app from the Google Play Store or the App Store or dial star 770 hash and be your own bank manager. Manager, manager. Whether to pay bills or fees. To check account statements, send money across Ghana, abroad, and more. EcoBank Mobile app has got it covered. EcoBank Mobile, making everyday people live everyday lives the EcoBank way. EcoBank, the Pan African Bank. For all your sports news in the locker room. Hello, I'm Lee James, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to George Addo Jr. on The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM with George Addo Jr. Continental football action is back on the sporting menu and this weekend, Ghanaian representatives will vie for favourable results in the first leg encounters in Nigeria and Equatorial Guinea. Lovely touch by Maxwell Barker with the ball. It's a good look at Dazzling shot, great vision, two goals to nil. Lays it up to the left-hand side, now down the touchline. Ball back into the penalty box, headed very well by Wahid. Walid Hamid got the goal for Hilal. It's a bit of region change, so far as we are concerned in this competition. Giants Kumasi Asante Kotoko are away to Kandopilis in Nigeria. In the CAF Champions League prelims first leg, and Ashanti gold face Akanangui of Equatorial Guinea in the CAF Confederations Cup opening round. We will be in Kano and Abibiying for updates and previews ahead. The transfer window in England shut some hours ago. Shenanigans are well and truly settled. Players are focused on the job ahead. Managers have their targets firmly in sight. Fans fill the air with expectations. Yes, it's the dawn of a brand new season which begins tonight. Here we go again. New season, new titles, new managers, new signings. Beautiful Lacazette. Lamella makes a surging run into the penalty area, finds Harry Kane, and Harry Kane scores! And Harry Kane finally, finally finds the back of the net! Pedro on the edge of the area, Pedro with a shot! Pedro finds the back of the net! They've had to be patient, but the goal that has been coming finally arrived! 
Liverpool and Norwich break the ground to national the 2019-2020 English Premier League tonight at Anfield. Defending champions Manchester City play West Ham in the early kickoff on Saturday. Arsenal play Newcastle, Spurs play Aston Villa, and there's a befitting game to wrap the opening weekend. Cheers! United level! They've been pressing for more and more in the last five minutes. Pogba's got on the ball more and more. Good shot, good goal! Here comes Kunze! as a sucker punch to just slow down the momentum of the attack it's Chelsea's day looping, arcing header took an age to drop Manchester United versus Chelsea we have a special preview and we find out what your expectations are ahead of the brand new season you can either call when we activate our forward lines later or react to a question on our Facebook page joy slash 997 our WhatsApp line 0244-340-437. Same on Telegram or tweet at us at JoySportsGH. We'll be in Ontario, Canada to preview key matchups in the ongoing WTA Rogers Cup and in Poland for the European Team Athletics Championships. Time to talk about what the world is talking about in the world of sport. Hello from me, George Adler Jr. And welcome to Preview Friday. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. And a great good afternoon to you wherever you find yourself. Remember that you can send us your WhatsApp messages now on this line. 0244340437. So what? We're looking forward to the start of the new English Premier League season. That's going to be this evening. And we have the question for you. Liverpool, Manchester City, Spurs. Who do you think will be winning the title? And we've got the three-way debate uh, at the tail end of the show. You really have to stay on and get into it. That time, though, to start uh, analysis here on the show. And we have to start from the continental action to look forward to this weekend. And that's good. I'm making a return to uh, CAF once again and on, on the African continent after almost eight years. And they begin the Confederations Cup campaign this week with an away match against Equatoguinean side Agunangui. Now, let's get a bit of perspective ahead of the clash. And joining me on the line is Nuhu Adams, based in Abwase, and has been monitoring the club all through. And of course, we know, know what a great, great coverage we had last season when we did, you know, run by all our listeners the comprehensive coverage of the Africa of or Africa Cup of Nations, I must say, and of course the Confederation Cup and the Cup Champions League. Really, really good stuff, no, I must say. I'm sure we should be expecting a lot more to come. Actually, we are going to do more, more, more than we did last season. That's right, that's right, that's right. Uh, and and every indication that uh, the game is moving up there. So, Nuhu, then, how big a return to Africa is it for Ashanti Gold? You 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 have a perfect feeling of this because you are right there in Obwasi. Uh, well, um, throughout the the whole season, um, during the special competition, all the the hopes and expectations of the club of Ashanti Gold and their fans were to get back to continental club football. And um, if you, you, you could remember when they lost to Karela United in the semifinals of the Tier 1 competition, everybody was disappointed because they, they, they felt that was a big opportunity for them to, to, to go far to the finals and make sure they beat Masters and Kotoko in the finals to play in the Cup Champions League. But they realized they had another option in the Tier 2. So... Um, they put all their arsenals together to make sure they win that one. And right now, they are in the Cup Convention Cup. It's such a big moment for the club. Um, it's been um, some eight years since they, they, they last played in the um, African club football. That was 2015 when they won the league. Um, unfortunately, 
in the first round or in the preliminary stages, they lost um, to Emo Bejaya of Algeria, who were eventually finalists in the in the competition. So um, it's, it's a big opportunity for Asante Gold to, to get back to Africa and to make sure they, they make a statement. They are one of the forces in Ghana football, uh, being in absence in African football for, for quite some time now. I think this is a, a perfect opportunity for them to make amends and make sure they get their name back on the continent. Right, Nuhu, there have been some, you know, new faces, of course. Some trusted faces are still around in that team, and they have been included in the trip to the Equator Guinean side. Now, tell me about the new look, uh, Ricardo Rocha side. Well, um, Ricardo Darucha is actually going to depend mostly on, on some of the old faces in the team. Um, the, the only new faces um, that made the trip are Kudua Moakon, Ata Kusi, um, David Abagna Sandan, the Brazilian, Marco Silva, Aurelio the Damasceno. And um, I think um, they, are, they are the new faces in the team at, um, at, at the moment. But um, I think um, Ricardo Darocha is actually going to depend mostly on the on the old team, um, which won the special competition chef. Because um, if I, I I should predict the starting eleven, yes, I would like you to do for, that. Of course, yes. Yeah, if I should predict the starting eleven for Ashanti Gold, it's likely we are going to see only two um, new names in the team. Um, Frank Boateng will be starting um, as the first choice goalkeeper. Kudrabo Akun is a new player who will be starting at the right back, the left back. Will be Roland Amuzu. The center, the center defensive player will be Oriental Sadman and Mubari Kusi. They were part of the team that won the special competition tier two. In the midfield, we have um, James Zakam and Kong, then Abdulatif and Abila, who are part of the team. Um, back to Batan, or um, uh, making a return to the team once again, Manor Seba for is likely to start. And Emos Ade will also be starting if he's, he's fully fit. And up front, um, it's likely we'll have Shafi Momoni and Maka Jukum, um, who have been part and parcel of the team also starting. So, actually, we are going to see about two, three new faces in the starting 11 of the Ashanti Gold team. So, um, probably, Ricardo Darocha is depending mostly on the old setup that, that way here. Right. Uh, no, let's get on to the game. And how much of a threat, then, do the opponents, Akonagui, you know, from Equatorial Guinea, carry in, in this one? Or should we be expecting... Uh, a straight walkover. It's difficult to say these things these days after what we saw in the Africa Cup of Nations anyway. The Africa Cup of Nations um, gave us an indication that um, football is improving on the continent and uh, most of these, these teams are pro- producing very good and quality players. Akunangu FC is actually not a, a, big, a big side in African football, but um, we, we, we can't rule them out because this is African football. They can they, 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 they can produce surprises as the time comes by. But um, Akonangui FC, as I know them, shouldn't be a big of a threat to Asante Gold. If Asante Gold are able to put their act together, if they, are, they, they organize themselves very, very well, um, a win is very, very possible for Asante Gold. The second leg should be a mere formality in Obuasi. So they have to go in all out, make sure they open up, make sure they get goals in Equatorial Guinea before they, 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 they return leg. It's in Obuasi in two weeks' time. So I'm, I'm, I, I have that hope that Ashgold will get a very respectable scoreline before they come to Obuasi for the second. Right, so the action is in a Bibi Of course, we'll be following that. But Nuhu, just before you leave us, uh, just a quick one. 
I don't know. Are there other interesting fixtures that you have your eyes on, like in the Confederations Cup, or uh, they are all fairly marginal unless you have a, a team from your country uh, or so actually, in? Actually, we, we don't have um, big fixtures in the pre- prelims as of now. But um, after the prelims, um, actually, if Asante Gold are able to qualify, they will be facing R.S. Bekani. No, that's, that's big. We know Bekani were finalists yeah. in the Cup Confederations Cup last season. So mm. <laughs> um, people will be looking up to that fixture. Zamalek, and a host of other teams will be also returning in the first round of the Cup Congress Cup. The Premier is for teams that have been out of African competition for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. And most of them are minus and most of them are weaker teams. So after the prelims, we, we will get to know um, which faces are, are going to be big and other in the first round of the Cup Congress Cup. Well, no, I have to say a big thank you to you. We'll be keeping tabs on it. We're definitely going to be rolling to the end of the season. As always, we hope that Ashanti Gold can get the job done in the baby in Equatorial Guinea. Thank you once again, Nuhu, for your time. Welcome, George. Uh, the action is in a bibbing. Yes, I got angry up against um, Ashgold. But we have to move away from Ashgold right now and get to Kumasiya Santa Kotoko from the Confederations Cup to the Champions League, the CAF Champions League, I mean, and the Premier League giants, Kumasiya Santa Kotoko, after a fair campaign last season in the second tier travel to Nigeria's Kano Pillars uh, for the prelims and, of course, for the first leg of this wonderful encounter. Lava Films, Kelvin Ousu and Sir Hasman following the team and joins me with some analysis now. Thanks, Kelvin. And the belief in the ranks of the Porcupine Warriors should be hitting the roof at the moment. But how have the transfers changed the face of this Kumasiya Santikotoko team we saw last season? Thank you very much, George. Um, it's really been a great time here in um, Kumasiya, especially for the fans of Kumasiya Santikotoko, who very much expected their team to continue their good form uh, last season when they won the normalization special. Uh, Cup and performed very well in um, the Cup Confederations Cup, that is the group stages, a yes, short of qualification to the semi-final and then the final where that could have brought back the glory days of the club. Right after a number of issues um, uh, started developing just with um, the coach, that is CK Akono, and whether he was going to stay or not, and the availability of some of the players were expected to move away from the club. But with um, the good management at uh, Kwamiche, some of the fans were not even perturbed about the number of players who were supposed to leave the team, especially looking at how they performed uh, creditably well in the CAF Confederation Cup when Coach Sika Kono had just very little time to prepare for uh, the competition. But this time around, it looks like there is a, a little bit of um, um, uh, do I say pessimism with regards to um, their um, attitude or their belief in their team or because they feel that the team hasn't had enough time to prepare despite the new players they feel that they have enough quality but as in when whether they are going to build themselves that chemistry uh, between themselves for it well that is a, a different question to be answered on another day and that could only come this weekend uh, when they play against Canopolis but uh, generally it's, it's, the fans are really impressed they feel that the players especially the likes of Augustine Okra who won the Ghana Premier League Goken some time about yeah, three years ago where with um, a big team United has joined the team as well as a couple of uh, other very good players they believe that and these are players who have been on the local scene and then um, a little bit on the African market for a longer period. So they can make um, amends uh, looking at the number of players that they have. They believe that they still have some of the Integral members. 
we are team like goalkeeper Felix Salah Abdul Safifata who is yet to make a move away from the club and a couple of other notables like Jordan Opoku, Imano Jensi and then they believe that their team should probably pick up but they don't have that same belief just like they had for the team last year when they played in the Cup Confederations Cup. Well, it's good to know there. Uh, we'll be interesting. We'll, we'll be touching shortly on um, where these players are likely to fit in and what the, the whole picture is looking like, probably. But let's just talk now about the Nigerians as well. Now, they, they will equally be confident of uh, upsetting the two-time CAF Champions League winners. Having enjoyed playing in the Nigerian Premier League, we know a lot can happen. So, what will make this visit potentially difficult then for Kumasi Asante to go back in Kano? Well, it's really going to be a bit difficult because judging from Kotoko's performance, and um, we had an interaction uh, with, and um, that is Sunday Chuku, uh, yes, uh, Sunday Chinedu Chuku, and he's really very much um, optimistic that they've really seen us and Kotoko play. They know most of the players who are in the squad, and uh, it wouldn't be surprised because he, we've seen we've seen how Kotoko has been the toast uh, of Ghana football in uh, recent times, and uh, they have a number of Ghanaians who have also played their, applied their trade in the Nigerian Super League. And judging from them placing second in the Nigerian League and also winning the uh, Nigerian version of uh, the FA Cup, well, it clearly gives you an indication that they're a very strong team. Added a number of players, not a, host, a wholesale um, purchase, um, or do I say wholesale addition like Kumasis and Tekotokol. They have the integral members of the team in touch and they've added a couple of players. They seem to be having that sort of um, uh, team um, bonding and chemistry that you'd want to have in a team by uh, the virtue of continuity. So this is to have, um, do I say, that their axis intact. They haven't uh, replaced uh, um, their coach like Asante Kotoko who is bringing in new ideas. And they feel that this should come very positive for them, especially looking at that rivalry when it comes to football between Ghana and Nigeria. Mm, mm. They shouldn't disappoint Nigerians. Well, that's one that we'll be picking up from. It's always a, a feisty affair when Ghana come up, comes up against Nigeria. And so I'm sure the two clubs will be doing the honours, uh, representing both in the CAF Champions League. And so then let's talk about, now I'm sure most Kotoko fans will, will be hoping to find out from you, uh, Kelvin, what is this team looking like? So then, if you had to try and predict a starting lineup based on what you've seen Zakaria Singh do with the team down here in Ghana before uh, you know, embarking on the trip to Nigeria, what would it be looking like? Judging from it, I think the new captain for the team, Felix Anand, is the safest uh, pair of hands for them in goalposts. And I write back with the experience and then the physical nature of the Nigerians. They shouldn't look uh, further because they have um, Augustine Sifa, who is a, a potent right back. And as much as he can double up as a makeshift left back for them, I think that he is the best person for the right back position. And left back, that is where Asantikotoko seems to have a little bit of worry. They don't have any of their notables who played in Africa. In there, there is no um, Daniel Dakwazila, but there is um, also Abbas Mohammed, whom I saw this morning joining the rest of the team that couldn't make the trip to Accra and Nigeria train at the Adakojache uh, Sports uh, Complex. Well, so I think like Ivan Souzu, who has been a bit uh, consistent uh, during the latter part of uh, the 2018 2019 season for them in the normalization Taiwan competition, should be in there as a left back in central defense well definitely with uh, the physicality of the nigerians wahab adam should be the first choice 
centre-back. We know his physicality and in as much as he's very physical, he's improved on his uh, reading of the game and I think that he's the best person and experience, especially with um, the sort of exposure he had in Africa uh, in the CAF Confederation Cup. And who is going to partner him? And Ajiman Bedou has fallen off the second order and um, invitee to the national uh, black materials. Uh, Habib Mohammed seems to be too ragged for me and can't really help. Wow, but I'm too ragged defender is not really going to help, especially playing away. So I think that Mpim Da Costa from Kerala United, who joined the team right after the Taiwan competition, should be in there as a partner for having midfield. Kotokondi, the very good shield. They don't have Kwame Bonsu available, who most especially helped with defensive duties uh, in the club uh, in the absence of Richard Tenano among friends. But I feel that they have bought a very potent replacement for Tenano in Justice League. Mediama, very combative, has that ability to construct after um, distracting the play of the opponent. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC and winning back possession. And they have a very te- tactically and technically good player in Alexis Didi, who also joined the team. And I feel that playing away, they need that double pivot to make sure that they have a very good strength and shield for their defense, which looks a bit new to uh, themselves because they are playing together for the first time. So that double pivot. And on the right and left-hand side, Ivano Jeffy definitely should pick one of them. I prefer he plays on the um, left-hand side so that he can drift in and then continue his runs. But it wouldn't be surprised to have Kelvin um, uh, Matthew Andor uh, in there as the other um, uh, left or right winger for Asante to, to between himself and then Emmanuel Jeffy, they can uh, switch between the flanks. He's been very impressive, creates a bit more better than most of the other midfielders and uh, forwards we've seen. So, those two players. And Jordan Opoku, with all his experience, with his creativity, ability to hold the ball and invite the others into play, especially when you are playing Emmanuel JMV and then Kelvin Matthew you need a player who can really pull the strings together with quick passing in the final third. Uh, Jordan Opoku playing behind the main striker. That is, I would go for Richard Assange. George Abege hasn't really been impressive in as much as his physicality and um, his strength in the area of balls is available. 
you would I would expect them to play Richard um, Arthur. He doesn't seem to be too sharp all because of his absence from football in the past three months. He was training though, but he couldn't have the competitive uh, football to play. But I feel that he can gradually pick it up and with his ability and instinctive um, uh, striking um, grace, I feel that he should lead the attackers. That should be the first 11 for Kumatia Santigot for very no injuries for me and Zazet from what I've seen uh, with regards to their training session. Right, Kelvin, thank you very much as always with uh, Saxon's analysis. We'll be looking forward to the game uh, in Cano when the Comasia Santa Cruz team try to get uh, a favorable result against Cano Pérez. It's all great. Thank you very much for your time on the show. You're welcome, Judge. All right, Kelvin there with that interview. Of course, great stuff then as we try to stick with what's happening on the continent. And and you know very well that it's confirmed that uh, Jordan definitely uh, would not be part of um, the action because of um, uh, the fact that his papers are not complete, so he would not be part of the team. But we hope that Kamazia Santikoroko can get the job done. And the same for Ashanti Gold. Who will play a Quatuginian side Akonangui? Yeah, this weekend in Abibi. Now, though, let's find out what else is there to look forward to in the CAF Champions League. Moses Yawa has this wrap. While Experience and Ridat Casablanca still wait to hear who is winner of the last edition of the African Champions League, the campaign to find the 2020 winner gets underway on Friday. Last season's finalists are still embroiled in a boardroom dispute over the identity of the 2019 winner and are not involved in the first round after being handed a bye into the next round. So to TP Mazembe, but for the rest, including 11 former champions, they begin their bid for glory this weekend. Record winners Al Ali of Egypt have been handed two home matches against Atlabara of South Sudan, where a lack of facilities means they have to forfeit home advantage. Sunday's match at the Burj Arab Stadium in Alexandra is actually at Labara's home game, but they have asked the Egyptians to host the game there and then they will return in a fortnight and play again at the same venue. It will be the same for Zamalek when they take on Somali club Dekadaha at the Petrojet Stadium in Cairo and then host them again in two weeks. USM Alger must do without four key players who were not registered in time for their meeting in Niamey with Niger's champions AS Sonide. South Africa's Orlando Pirates will be seeking to redress the disappointment of going out in last season's group stage and have an improved squad to take to Zambian Rockies Green Eagles in Lusaka on Saturday. Three-time winners Raja Casablanca travel to the Gambia to face Brekama United on Saturday while Nigeria's Eyimba begin away at Rahimu of Burkina Faso. Thank you very much, Moses Yawa. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. All right, so we still got some time here in the studio and ahead on the show, we talk about the English Premier League debate that we've been looking forward to. Who is winning this? The Premier League starts this uh, evening with Liverpool handling Norwich at Anfield. We, I've got three gentlemen they will be doing the analysis shortly. We'll be asking the question, will Man City, Liverpool or Spurs be able to snatch this away? Now we have to get into the Joy Sports BBC two-way series. I had a great chat with the BBC's John Bennett on all the issues that you would have loved to ask him. I think, uh, regards to the transfer window that was just shut for England. And of course, a quick preview to the game to come this weekend. For a time this weekend, and the new English Premier League season is upon us. But just before we talk about on the pitch issues, 
What did you make of the just ender transfer window in England? I don't think there's a big winner. I don't think there's a big loser. But I would say that Manchester United still have areas in their squad which look very, very weak. I think the players they've signed are good. I mean, Harry Maguire, one of the best defenders in the Premier League. Daniel James, I think, has got huge, huge potential. He is so, so quick. Um, if, if, if any of you listeners haven't seen him play uh, for Swansea, you, you will enjoy watching him play for, for Manchester United. And Aaron Wan-Bissaka, who we all know about from Crystal Palace, again, a player with huge potential who can come straight into the team and do well this season as well. But they look light in midfield. They're very reliant on Paul Pogba. If Paul Pogba gets injured or if Paul Pogba suddenly starts throwing his toys out of the pram, so far he's, he's behaved impeccably, despite the fact he wants to leave the club. But if anything happened to him, then they would be in serious trouble. And up front, they are very reliant on Marcus Rashford, who, yes, is an excellent youngster, but is far from the finished product. Anthony Martial perhaps could, could play as a central striker as well. I like that idea. That's, that's how I thought he would play at the start of his career. But, um, yeah, they look weak in midfield and they look weak up front as well. So I would have liked a couple of more new signings for Manchester United. Um, Aston Villa have signed 13 players, spent £140 million. On paper, that looks like great business, but we saw with Fulham last season, signing too many players can really have a negative impact on, on your team. I like some of the signings that Everton have made with Alex Iwobi and particularly Moisa Ken as well coming in to the team. I think that's intelligent business. So not particularly a big winner, not particularly a big loser, uh, but but some, some decent signings all around and a few question marks. Even Tottenham, who you would say had a fantastic deadline day with Ryan Sessegnon coming in and, and Lo Celso coming in. I still think there are question marks about their squad at right back. Uh, for example, I think they're looking a, a bit short. So, yeah, no big winners, no big losers for me. So, let's welcome the new EPL season then. And after watching the Community Shield last Sunday, do you agree with the school of thought that has predicted a two-horse race between Liverpool and Manchester City again? Yeah, I can't see anyone challenging those two teams, really. I, I think Manchester City, at the moment, on paper, looks as though they they might be just a little bit better than, than Liverpool. The, the two first 11s, I think there's not much to separate them. I, I, I think they're, they're, they're as good as each other. But it's when you look at the squad depth in in the two squads, I, I think Manchester City's squad is much better. You, you saw they, they've brought in Jao Cancelo now to, to challenge Carl Walker at right back. Uh, they brought in Rodri, who can challenge Fernandinho in, the, in midfield. I always thought that when Fernandinho was injured, Manchester City looked, looked a lot weaker. Now, Rodri is equally as good as Fernandinho so that's a fantastic signing for them so yeah two horse race for me and Manchester City at the moment just look as though they, they will they will pip, pip Liverpool to the title particularly because I think a few Liverpool players will be tired towards the end of the season Mohamed Salah Sadio Mane and some of the Copper America stars as well after, after their exertions this summer Spurs have had some big business and the wraps in this transfer window Considering the performance last year and the bolstering done, could this be the year they challenge for the title or even win it? I don't know. I wonder if there's still something missing in, in that squad uh, to challenge for the title. Could they win a cup? It is possible. I, I don't think there's enough strength in that squad to challenge Manchester City or Liverpool. Undombele, for me, is one of the, the signings of the transfer window. 
absolutely brilliant player. I think he'll make a massive impact on the Premier League. But I still think they're short on cer- in certain areas. Paulo Dybala would have been a wonderful signing for them to, to play alongside Harry Kane, to challenge Harry Kane. Still there's that issue whenever Harry Kane is injured. How did Tottenham replace him? Yes, Son did well playing up front when Kane was out last season. But, but still, I think there are question marks there. Kieran Trippier is gone. Yes, they've got Serge Aurier, Carl Walker-Peters, but I, I still think there's a weakness on that side of the pitch. So so certain areas where well, I think that, that they're not strong enough to challenge Manchester City and Liverpool. It will still be a good season. I'd expect them to finish third, but not quite strong enough to go for the title. What would you describe as modest expectations for Chelsea, who had no transfer activity? Manchester United, who began a rebuilding exercise, and Arsenal, who bolstered the attack at the expense of their cricket defence. Well, Chelsea fans like you, you could put your feet up on transfer deadline day, couldn't you? And, and just just enjoy it because there was nothing going on at Stamford Bridge with the transfer ban. I still think Chelsea should be aiming for the top four. You look at that squad, the likes of Angolo Kante, uh, the likes of a World Cup winner in Olivier Giroud, Christian Pulisic, who has come in. There's still a lot of talent there. Antonio Rudiger, excellent goalkeeper as well in Kepa Arizabalaga. So still, I think it would be disappointing if Chelsea didn't get into the top four. There is a bit of pressure on Frank Lampard. Manchester United, again, they have to be aiming for the top four. I don't think they'll get in it. I, I think they'll finish fifth or sixth. I think they should be looking over their shoulders as well at the likes of Wolves, Everton, Leicester, West Ham will be pushing for that top six. And Arsenal, I, I think they've done some decent business right at the end of the window, which will mean that, again, they should be pushing for the top four. Kieran Tierney, when he's fit again, is a fantastic left-back, a kind of Andrew Robertson-style left-back. David Luiz, I think, will slot in really well and improve them defensively, but also improve the way they can counter-attack as well. You've got Ceballos there, you've got Nicolas Pepe, we all saw him at the Africa Cup of Nations, and he was sensational for Lille last season. So, I think, for me, I'd be very optimistic if I was an Arsenal fan right now. So Liverpool play Norwich tonight, City are up against West Ham tomorrow, Arsenal play Newcastle, Chelsea face Manchester United in the wonderful roundup with that blockbuster on Sunday. What are your expectations of the opening rounds then? I think Liverpool will start well, should be a big win against Norwich. Norwich have only spent £1 million in this transfer window, they've kept the squad basically which took them up, which I think is in the long run is a very intelligent thing to do I think Norwich have a chance of staying up they've got a really good structure at that club an excellent manager so I think they'll have a tough start to the season against Liverpool but I wouldn't write them off in this campaign at all Um, Manchester City against West Ham West Ham very interesting signings in this window West Ham uh, with Haller up front from Eintracht Frankfurt but I think Manchester City they should have enough to, to beat them Chelsea Manchester United, what a story that is with Frank Lampard up against Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. <laughs> that, that's a wonderful uh, battle, isn't it, between those two managers and question marks about both squads. Leicester City against Wolverhampton Wanderers on Sunday as well. Two teams who are aiming to finish seventh, possibly push in to the top six. And Sheffield United, look out for them this season. I think they'll struggle in the Premier League, but their tactics are very fascinating for me. They have overlapping centre backs which they used in the Championship last season. Will they bring that into the Premier League? Good start for them. They're away against Bournemouth. I think they could get something out of that game. English Premier League back. Liverpool versus Norwich. That's tonight. And we'll be looking forward to that. And remember that we have the live commentary 
tomorrow on the Joy Sports Arena. The EPL Club is back. And we've got Manchester United versus Chelsea for you. Uh, we'll say that's 3 p.m. Uh, going all the way to 6. So you really need to join us. Now, we've got one or two of your messages coming in. You are reacting to our question already. We are finding out who is winning this year's Premier League. I've decided to line up three of the teams so we can do the discussion around that. Uh, Manchester City, Liverpool and Spurs. But Al-Hassan Baku says none of them is winning. It will be a shocking season. Are you calling for another Leicester City season? Okay, maybe that's what you're doing. Now, this one says, George, why is everyone predicting a title win for either Manchester City or Liverpool? There will be a surprise this season. Trust me. Trust me. Kweku Hensing is the name. Remember, Kweku, I'll put this one somewhere. Uh, this one comes in um, from Pagege Isaac. He says, congratulations to Manchester City for winning the 2019-2020 Premier League. You are already congratulating them now. Felix Selom Hosu says, City to win back to back to back. Chris SK says, City will lift the trophy again. Ishmael, the wedding MC says, I am a United fan, but the team to beat is City. Hassan Mubarak says, Everton market down. Felix Lapezina says, uh, Manchester City for me. Prince Ofori Atta says Manchester United all the way. Nanakwesi, you guys, some of you are just giving me the clubs you support. Oh. I'm asking who is going to win it. <laughs> Hope you're going through that, really. Manchester United, okay, that would be a big one. Maybe that's happened. And Aziz Mohammed as well sends us a message. It says Chelsea is going to win the English Premier League. That's probably, you know, the strangest of all that we've got here. But more to come. So we know that the Premier League kicks off uh, tonight. And of course, Manchester City's bid to win the title for a third consecutive year. Several new laws plus video assistant referees have been introduced into England's top flight this season. What really should we expect? Here we go again. New season, new titles, new managers, new signings. Ozil. Beautiful. Lacazette. 4-0. Wonderful goal. Zanella makes a surging run into the penalty area. Finds Harry Kane. And Harry Kane scores. And Harry Kane finally, finally finds the back of the net. Pedro on the edge of the area. Pedro with a shot. This is the show we listen to, The Locker Room, enjoy 89.7 FM. So now time to get into our little debate this afternoon. All right, you can check your polls because we need to do some <laughs> very serious analysis. <laughs> Girlfriend couldn't help. Had to just uh, go into it. Girlfriend, Lavi, how you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to have Girlfriend in studio. And of course, I've got Bill and Sean. How you doing, Bill? Fantastic, George. Looking really good in, in the Jesse. I won't mention. I won't describe it. <laughs> Rick Wampofo is here as well. Rick, how are you doing? Fantastic. George. It's African Way Friday. It's looking good in there as well. <laughs> so we've got um, Godfrey. He says that Manchester City are winning back to back to back. Bill says Liverpool, after narrowly missing it by just uh, one point, are back in to do it. And Rick, Wampofo will have a lot of you. They're scratching their heads a bit. He says, look, Spurs are going to win it with all they've got. So let me start with you, Bill. Why do you think Liverpool can do it this time, despite, you know, such slow activity they've got right now uh, in the transfer window that just shuts? Yeah, um, for Liverpool, they 
have uh, been a team that has shown a lot of improvement in the past four years since Jurgen Klopp took over the club. Now, looking at 2015-2016 season, they ended up with 60 points and they were placed eighth. Mm. The next season, they were placed fourth. In 2017-2018, uh, they still maintained the fourth spot. And just last season, they jumped straight up to second spot. And you only lost the league title by one point. Just one point. That is how far they were able to push Manchester City. And this team has really showed that uh, uh, under Jurgen Klopp, they can improve and improve and improve. And they have done that with their points tally as well. And the players that they have in their disposal, a lot of them have improved. Like Andrew Robinson, for example, uh, in the previous two seasons, he only had five assists. Now, just last season, he recorded 11 assists whilst helping the team racking up a lot of a lot of clean sheets. Mm. Now, move on to Sadio Mane. When he was in Southampton, he was good, all right? But he wasn't the money that we know right now. He recently just got the Golden Boot Award for his brilliant performance last season. And then it's under Jurgen Klopp. Mohamed Salah, premium guy. Two seasons in a row. Top goal scorer, Golden Boots. Plus a PFA to boot. Van Dijk. If, when Van Dijk was in, in Southampton, we didn't really cherish him like this. Like this Van Dijk we know right now. Now he's PFA player of the year. Now he's contender for Ballon d'Or. Now he's on top of his game. The whole of last season, he wasn't even dribble past. This is under Klopp. Mm. Klopp was able to develop a guy so, like So him. you expect progression? Yeah. For Liverpool? I do. They are winning the title? Yeah. Godfrey was smiling when you were going through your stats and all. Godfrey, you want Man City to win again. Uh, you think they're really good enough? Yeah, it's obvious. I mean, if you want to visit the statistics, I, Pep Guardiola has been to three different countries. England makes it his third. He started with Spain. He won back to back to back. He went to Germany. He won back to back to back. And he's already done, made it a sort of a brace now. And then winning three wouldn't go down as a shock to many football pundits. Now, the question, big question we ask ourselves is that has his style been predictable? Or have managers got an antidote to the style of Pep Gradula? And that is a big no. Because if you look at how he's fed against lower tier sides, he always beats them. It started from last two seasons. Last season it did. Last two seasons it was just about four to five. Uh, just about two teams yeah. were able to pick draws from him. Anything that poked him, he made sure he gave them a good lesson. Now, if you go back to look at this Manchester City side, they do not thrive on a striker. Now, Guardiola got to know that, that well, I inherited a team and there's a certain uh, Kun Aguero who gets injured. He can get you the 21 goals and then some way, somehow, Gabriel Jesus who came in as uh, to augment uh, a certain Aguero yeah. also had his own issues with injuries. And so then he built his team around his midfielders. Now, if you look at Sani, Sterling, and Bernardo Silva, these three players have been able to cough up 34 goals. If you add the assists to it, they near almost the 70 uh, uh, figure. And it tells you that this is a team that creates and is able to score even without their strikers. And so looking at these factors only, it makes it so easy to think that Man City may near a hat trick as well. Rick Rampoff for Spurs, finally lucky, finally, you know, make us stop talking about a team of potential and get to do it, finally. Uh, let me start off by talking about my competitors. Well, I think the Spurs, to be honest, on paper, are the third best team in England. Now, why am I saying they're going to win? Because the two teams ahead of them, 
I think wouldn't perform uh, up to optimal levels this season and this is why for Manchester City uh, I think that Pep Guardiola's side uh, would be solely focused on the Champions League this season and they would be in any position to sacrifice a league for the Champions League yes he does have the squad for it uh, but I think that's going to be much tougher and you know you look at the Premier League and how difficult it is to actually um, win games you look at his last set of games where he was taking a lot of 1-0 victories and it was far from convincing but yeah you can argue that he just needed to see it across the line but I think that for Manchester City they're going to miss the with that Sunny did provide uh, Pep Guardiola saying that he will be coming back around February, March next summer and so I think that they're a little bit handicapped up front uh, Raheem Sterling may be able to do it but can he do it all? Mahrez has still not reached the highs that he did at Leicester City and uh, they still have a big problem with their left back role so uh, Manchester City for me are not in the position to defend this title and they just gave the captain unbound to David Silva the worst midfielder that they do have in the team and that means that he would be getting more minutes. I think that he doesn't have the legs to still play in the Premier League, but because he's captain, he's going to play more games, so that's a weakness uh, that a lot of teams can exploit. So, that is why I think Manchester City cannot win. For Liverpool, very simple. They failed to spend uh, in this summer. I don't think they have the squad to compete in the various tournaments that they have to play in. Already playing the Super Cup. Yeah. Have to go to, to the, um, December to play for the FIFA Club World Cup. And uh, can you imagine that they play about six or so matches in 12 days in December. Now, without Mane, Salah and Firmino, we know that Liverpool are nothing. And there's no way these three players can continue playing at the top level uh, high-intensity um, football that club wants to play. So, uh, I think that they would get stretched and they'll probably get fatigued at the end of the season. And That's stress. why they would have to pick and choose their games. Uh, so, I'll spend my first moment talking about yeah. why these two teams yes, cannot win. Yes, when you I'll come back, I'll, I'll tell you, you. Yeah, I'll take my next <laughs> round then. Uh, Novo <laughs> sends me a message that says that, hello, John Liverpool will not make top four mark my words now that's a huge one I can't predict the winner though but Liverpool can't make top four and Noble insists that they can't make top four so let me come to you Liverpool did not do a lot in the transfer market they're hoping to run again these players uh, Rick Rampoff was making the point that look I'm already tired from the well, uh, the Africa Cup of Nations the, the key players we're talking about how do they survive? Yeah um, of course indeed Liverpool did not involve themselves that much in the transfer market this summer but last season they had virtually the same squad and they were able to make it all the way to the Champions League final and win it whilst pushing Manchester City from the start to the final day with a squad that presumably was supposed to be stretched with a squad that only had the likes of Salah money Firmino to be dependent on because they were the best three among them even with that Klopp still found a way to get them to be able to be performing well, to be winning games and to be, you know, playing entertaining football. So I think that won't be a problem. I'm sure Klopp knows that his squad is not that deep in terms of personal. So he will find a way because he did it last season and he can do it this, this season as well. And also looking at the squad, he has been able to get rid of some players who are deemed surplus to requirements. And so relative to Manchester City who have more players now, you think that Liverpool will find a way? I think they can find a way because even though Klopp mm. didn't buy players, yes. now he, he, has, he has a squad uh, that is used, to, is used to his style. So let, let it will be let easy me, for him. Let me come to Godfrey. Godfrey, Manchester City, you need the Champions League badly. 
Now, you, you don't want to waste too much energy on the Premier League, and that's why Rico feels that you're not going to win that. Yeah, exactly. If you look at Manchester City, yes, they really need a Champions League. But more importantly, they need to preserve their integrity when it comes to the Premier League. Now, how are they doing this? Now, they have a very huge squad. They have a lot of depth in that squad as well. You have the likes of Ike Gondogan and Co. who are on the bench. And with the likes of Rodri and Cancelo coming in, it tells you that, yes, they, ha- they still have a lot of arsenals. Now, the reason why I feel that Manchester City is better positioned than a certain uh, Liverpool mm-hmm. yeah, and Spurs is that now Manchester City have a bigger size of squad which I've mentioned mm. already mm. if you look beyond you look at a team like Liverpool they didn't go into the transfer market now you, you want to be looking at uh, the Champions League that doesn't get any easier this season because of how teams have the big teams have been able to beef up their squads mm. then you look at the Premier League as well that's going to get even more competitive with better managers and more players coming in more quality players coming in and so you wonder how a team like Liverpool is going to actually handle the pressure. What they as well do is to keep up with the team at the top till the end, which I think they can easily do. But if you really want to win this Premier League, you need to go more than that. Look at the Spurs issue. Now, Spurs is a brilliant team, but Spurs has this thing. They lack consistency. Getting to their last five to six matches. Last season alone, they lost 11 Premier League games. That is not the a team that can win it. for let, a winner. Let me come to Rick. Rick we have the final minute then to tell me why you think, despite all they're saying, and Spurs, like you said, losing games, losing focus. Yeah, How but can you find it this time? <laughs> Spurs drew the least number of games to you. I can put that across. <laughs> uh, so either we're losing or we're drawing. But <laughs> back, back to the main point. I think that for the first time in a while, Harry Kane has had a good rest uh, during this summer. And he's had a fantastic preseason. And I'm very confident that he's going to take that form into the Premier League. And uh, goals is probably not the problem for Tottenham Hotspur. I think that they're good defensively. I think that they are the most balanced team in the Premier League right now. They do have a very solid defense, creativity and power in midfield. You look at the likes of Sissoko, Wanyama, Lochelso and the creativity of uh, Lamella, Christensen, and, um, no, Christian Eriksen, Dele Ali, and uh, of course they have the firepower of Son and Harry Kane. Last season what happened was that Spurs were actually competing for the title. Let me remind you. Well, okay. It was in the last 10 games that you know, there were lots of injuries, the suspension to Son and uh, you know Harry Kane getting that injury Wanyama getting that injury and then the focus on the Champions League did you know throw them off balance a little but this time I think they have a big enough squad and uh, they are the most unpredictable team in the league you do not know the player the formation uh, (laughs) Pochettino is going to play in any game because he has so many options unlike Manchester City and Liverpool we know it's always a 4-3-3 with them with (laughs) us it could be a diamond it could be a 4-3-3 or 4-4-2 anything. So, we're coming all guns blazing. Ah. First match against Aston Villa, nothing less than four goals. Thank you very much, Rick Wampoffo, then. Thank you very much, uh, Godfrey, joining me on the line. I mean, on the phone, I mean, in studio. And, of course, thank you to you, uh, <laughs> Bill Sean. Well, it's interesting. I saw a message. This one is coming on Frank Kissim, right? Frank Kissim says, it's a Chelsea season. Chelsea's winning. Wow. That's it for our show. <laughs> we're here with you anyway. Welcome the new EPL season uh, as we look forward to Liverpool. Let's know it. Thanks for listening to The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. The podcast will be available online at my... Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.